When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you have an unexpected story to tell or know someone who does? We'd love to have you on the pod. Please apply at please don't tell anyone pod at gmail.com or follow our application link in bio of our Instagram, please don't tell anyone pod or TikTok account. It was like absolutely crazy towards the end of the semester when like your dining dollars wear out and I didn't have money for food. It was just like ridiculous. Hey, and thanks for coming back to Please Don't Tell Anyone. I'm Molly Clark, your host, and this is the podcast where you hear unexpected stories by ordinary people. I go and blind to all my interviews so that I can hear the story firsthand just like you. I was harassed by my ex-sorority over the course of my college career. Basically, I joined a sorority, shit happened, and I tried in quotes to quit years later i had to threaten to sue them twice before they left me alone for good meanwhile my friend at the time that was still in said sorority was giving me the behind the scenes look on what was really going on yeah so so where do we begin? yeah (laughs) (laughs) um i mean i can start just like at the beginning when like why i wanted to join the sorority yeah which i joined in my freshman year so this is uh, 2014. I won't name the university, obviously, because I work there now, but mm-hmm. it's a university in the Northeast. Okay. And I was just like looking for things to get involved in. I didn't know anyone, obviously, like I wasn't like super into like partying or anything like that, but like I just wanted to join something that was like meaningful. So in the like the involvement fair on campus, there was like Greek life and I was like oh okay like let's see what this is about like I've heard of horror stories like my cousin was in a sorority and she was like hazed really badly and mm-hmm. like I was like this is scary but um they gave me a pamphlet the university was amazing about hazing and having that not happen so yeah I will say I was never hazed I had heard rumors of sororities that did haze on campus but like I don't know it was just rumors like I never knew anyone who was um was this so, a big school or a small liberal arts school? I'm I'm not trying to narrow it down. It, it I'm was just a, trying to understand. No, it's okay. Yeah, no, it's a pretty small school. Okay. Um, and also like there there's not like housing specifically for the sororities, so like there's no like Greek housing or anything like that. So it was it was just like a small organization. But what drew me to it was that you know the philanthropy of it, and they pushed it as like this is a way to volunteer. This is a way to get involved like off campus and like help the community or like surrounding the university, which I was like, awesome. I love doing that. I was at the time I was like very involved with the church. I like had done volunteering. Now I'm not part of the church, but like it, <laughs> at the time I, that was like very yeah. much like something that I was interested in. So I was like, this is awesome. So I ended up rushing. Um, and that was just like a weird process in general. Like you were thrown into a room with like like at least 50 people like it was hot in the rooms like you had to talk to like 10 different people and for the most part people just kind of like ignored me because 
I mean, I'm just like, I'm very quiet. I'm like pretty shy. And that just like didn't draw people to me. Um, but there was yeah, this one from what sorority. I understand of, of Rush, you know, it's really like you got to stand out. Yeah. You're trying to sell yourself. Yeah, exactly. So there was just this one sorority. That was the one that I ended up joining. That was, I mean, it was like, it was, it was full of like quirky people, I guess you could say. Like it wasn't, it was a pretty much like the misfit sorority, which I like was drawn to. Cause I was like, yeah. this is perfect. Like this seems like some place that I belong. And I was hoping when I rushed and when I was put in there that, like I immediately would like have friends like we would go I didn't really want to like go out to parties necessarily but I was like you know this is a place where I could like hang out with people and stuff like that and it just like ended up not being that at all so you joined it for the classic the sisterhood and the volunteer work yes I mean I like I mean it was just like hard for me to socialize in general so Mm -hmm. I was just hoping that this would be like once you're in you know you're in and like you know they'll throw like events or whatever that you can like mm-hmm. be involved in and like talk to people or whatever yeah it's like um, forced friendship it's I mean that's yeah exactly I mean year, they, they always said it's your chosen family like not by blood but by choice kind mm-hmm. of like that was their whole motto which I was like that's a little weird but like <laughs> um so yeah you know that's like why I was drawn to it so once I rushed and they gave me like the slip saying hey like we want you to join our sorority or mm-hmm. whatever and then you like accept and then you're thrown into like this boot camp. You're not like part of the the sorority yet. You are thrown into a boot camp where basically you learn about the history of the sorority. You learn about Greek life in general. And then at the end of boot camp, you're quizzed on like everything that you have learned. But um, apparently in the practice quiz and everything, no one was doing well. <laughs> like you had to learn the Greek alphabet and like all of this stuff. And, and is like this no facilitated one... by the sorority or by Greek life? headquarters why were you having to do this I have no idea I think it was definitely like a Greek life thing like you have to test into it and if you fail you just don't get put into it I guess I just wonder if that's at every school or I I mean I wasn't in Greek life so I have no idea I I think it is a thing like where you have to test into it Hmm. but I mean I think maybe also this was like replaced with by haze or hazing is replaced with this maybe I have no idea um so yeah, we were like put through this boot camp. We have to learn the Greek alphabet and all this stuff and no one is getting it. No one really like is into this. So they ended up like making it an open book quiz. They gave us a binder and they were like at the very last minute when we ha- like opened our laptops to take this test, they were like, hey, get your binders out. This is actually open book. Ha ha ha. And we were like, oh, phew. So obviously we all got in because we all passed. And then after you take the quiz, you also have to interview with like like an alumni of the sorority, I guess. It was like weird, not weird, but like the last question that she asked me, the only question that I remember her asking me, she was like, what would you do if one of your sisters was saying that she was anorexic or something like that? And she told you not to tell anyone and you're bound by the laws of sisterhood. You're not allowed to share anything outside of the sorority. Like, what would you do? And I was like, I mean she's hurting like she's hurting herself so like I would probably go to the wellness center and she was like yeah that's the right answer and I was like oh thank god so so, yeah it was like very much ingrained to us like during this boot camp that uh, anything said inside these walls of like these meetings you cannot talk about so I mean you kind of expect that I think like yeah going into a sorority you know it's like a community thing you know Mm -hmm. once 
all of this happened and pass the test. You go through the interview. So now it's time to be sworn in. Mm-hmm. And literally everyone was so nervous about it. And it was a very creepy experience. I don't think I'm like supposed to say what happened. I mean, I'm not supposed to say what happened, but I, I mean, don't really care at this point. Is for. Yeah. It's, it's totally anonymous. So like, please don't tell yeah. me. One. But I walked inside. Oh, that was the other thing. I'm sorry. I skipped um, another thing is that during this like we're not sworn in yet, but we get our bigs, which are, they're supposed to be like mentors where they're supposed to introduce you to everyone in the sorority. They're supposed to integrate you, help you with your quiz and all that stuff. Um, so like, you know, you get your big and like your, your line, you have a grand big, like your big's yeah. big, like all this stuff. My big was like not very social at all. I think I hung out with her a total of two times before I was sworn in. So I didn't know her that well. It was a really weird. I was like, what is going on? She was supposed to like, like we were supposed to get lunch all the time. We were supposed to, and like I was reaching out to her. I was like, hey, can we do this out of the other thing? And she, she was a nursing major, I think. So she was just like super busy all the time. And I mean, I'm 18 years old. I'm like just starting this thing. I don't want to be like that person that's like, hey, please hang out with me. I don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. I just felt like so isolated. But also at the same time, 18-year-old me was, this is great. I'm part of something, even though nothing was happening. And anyway, so now it's the time to uh, get sworn in. And my big is leading me in. And she's like, it's fine. I know it's going to be really weird, but like, just, it's fine. And so I walk in and it's a very, I mean, it was during the day. So it was just a dim lit room. All the windows were, you know, the blinds were shut and everything like that. And everyone is in a circle or a similar circle wearing a white robe holding a candle and i'm like what the fuck is going on am i gonna be like sacrificed or something that's everyone's first thought when walking in is like yes someone it's something is going to be sacrificed it might be me and so i walk in and they lead me to this like table that's in the middle of the semicircle and they tell me to do some swear they're like repeat after me blah blah and there's a document on the table it's a pretty long document it's multiple pages not front and back but it's like at least three pages that you have to flip through and they're like okay you have to sign your name at the end of this document and I'm like what the fuck like I could barely read this thing it's like it's a dim lit room and there's like candles on the table I can't I can't freaking read this what did it say and I I don't even to this day I'm not even really sure what the fuck I signed but I'm I'm pretty sure it was just like keep this a secret like pay your dues or something that's what I assumed it was yeah yeah, pretty much. Like, that's what I'm assuming that I signed. But um, I don't really know. I, like, started to read it. And my big is behind me still. And she's like, just just sign it. Like, it's fine. Just You just have to sign it. And then because we have to, like, bring the next person in, we only have this room for an hour. <laughs> so I'm like, like, what could possibly go wrong? So I sign it. And they take me out of the room. I go with the other people who have already been sworn in. And we're like, woohoo, we're part of the sorority now. So yeah, that was the whole process leading up to being in the sorority, which pretty tame. Yeah, I feel like I relatively. Yeah, I feel like I have my whole work cut out for me. I'm waiting for things to start happening, which they like still don't happen after this. I was really hoping that I would be part of this philanthropy, that I would be volunteering, and one of like the philanthropy things was helping disadvantaged children and stuff. And there was supposed to be things where we were volunteering in the neighboring. Uh, town and stuff like that and we just didn't do any of that the only things that we did were raise money on campus and what are we raising money for like where is this 
where is this going to? And like no one could seem to find an answer to what we were raising money for. Um, and then on top of that, I had dues that where was this money coming from? I don't even remember how I got this money for dues because I mean, I was listening to the podcast of the guy who's in the fraternity and like that yeah. was an insane amount that he was paying. Yeah. And like for me, I hadn't had a real, real stable job ever. Mm -hmm. And like this was all just savings that I had saved up throughout my entire childhood. But my parents had saved up for me. It was just like maybe $1,500 like in my savings account that I would call my parents and be like, hey, can you put this in my checking? And hmm. so it was like it was about like $80 a month, which for me was who wasn't working was yep. a lot of money. Um, I like ended up not being able to have money for food and all of this mm. stuff. It was like absolutely crazy towards the end of the semester when like your dining dollars wear out and I didn't have money for food. It was just like ridiculous. I had to ask people for money. So I felt embarrassed too because I like now have to call my parents. I brought myself into this thing. I hate asking my parents for money. Now I have to go to them and be like, I take responsibility for this. I joined this thing. I have to ask you for money. I mean, it wasn't that much money for them. It would have been fine. But like my pride just yeah. got in the way. I didn't want to do this. So like before I started talking to you about this, I actually went through my old emails to try to remember like the whole process to try to like be as accurate as possible talking about this. Yeah. And like there's just so many emails to the president saying, I need to delay. Like, can I pay double next month? I just can't do it this month, blah, blah. And, you know, so I'm just like racking up this like debt, basically, like towards mm. the sorority. Now, dues go to, it's like setting up for events, you know, decorations mm -hmm. for events and, you know, uh, apparel and stuff like that. Like, Yeah, it's not paying for the, housing because you guys don't have a house on campus. It's not paying for food at the house the way that other people mm -hmm. usually would well, let me calculate that so it was 80 a month was it for mm -hmm. 12 months or just the months of school i'm pretty sure it was just for the months of school so that's september october november december january february march april May. i think it was about like 800 dollars a year or so yeah. like or a little bit over um yeah that would make sense but this was like the cheapest sorority on campus so which i was like perfect but, yeah. like, also at the same time, I still couldn't afford this $80 a month. Um, but at the so, same time, you're you know, a freshman and you're really wanting a community and you're really wanting yeah. the payoff of that volunteer work and everything that you were promised. And the sisterhood. I mean, for, I remember, yeah. like, as a freshman, all you want is friendship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, like, it's hard to find I mean, like, it's a pretty big pool, so it's, like, hard to just, like, single people out and, like, find your people, you know? Like, yeah. I didn't end up finding my people until senior year, and this was after, like, I had tried to quit. So what my breaking point was, so this was now, like, 2014 into 2015. That was, like, my whole freshman year. In the summer of 2015, so going into my sophomore year, we went on campus early to start rush and start preparing for you know, like rush season. And that was my breaking point. And it was the breaking point for a lot of people, actually, not just me, where suddenly people are starting to be singled out for the way that they look, for the way that they talk, and you won't make a really good impression. You're not a talking person. We're going to leave this to someone else, which like, it just like totally like made me feel so insecure, so small. And, mm. um, yeah, that's I mean, that was one thing that sucked. But like just the leadership in general really sucks. They would keep us like in a room 
to practice like talking to people until 11 p.m. And then they would let us leave for the night. And we were there until like since maybe like 9 a.m. And like towards the end of the second week, I was like, listen, this isn't working. I stood up in front of everyone, which I'd never do. But I was Mm -hmm. like, the fact that I'm standing here talking to you saying this is should be enough for you to say, whoa, this is serious because I never freaking talk in front of people. And I was like, this isn't working. We need to do something different because one is just tired. Everyone's like getting angry with each other. Can we do something different? And they basically were like, thank you so much for standing up. I think what we're going to do is we're going to keep doing these exercises and that's what we're going to do. So basically they were just like, shut the fuck up. And the exercises Um, were to prepare to recruit more girls. Yes. That's all it it was. It's like talking points for people. What made a good candidate? What didn't? All this stuff. Which is sad um, given that you said the thing that attracted you to this sorority was that it was kind of the more quirky open one and less rigid. Yeah. But a lot of people weren't attracted to that. They wanted like the preppiness and going to all the parties and stuff like that. And that's not what we were about, which again, that's what attracted me to it. And we attracted those kinds of people, which is fine. But it was just run so awful. So after like that interaction where like I stood up, something in me like changed and I was like, this isn't, this doesn't feel good anymore. Something is like not right. And the rush happens. We recruit a bunch of people. I end up getting a little, which I didn't want because I, again, I was already struggling with paying my dues and now I have to pay to get all of this all these materials to like say, mm. hey, I'm your big and I have to go to her house. I don't have a car. So how am I going to get to her house to drop all this stuff off? And I had to make things in my spare time. And that's really like my bank account was none at this point because I spent yeah. so much on this crafting materials. And I was so confused, too, because I was like, how is everyone else doing this? No one else I know has a job. How, how are they doing this? And not like the only thing I can think of is that their parents are paying for this. And I'm not going to ask my parents to pay for this. So I get my little, she ends up joining, Ruhaha. So it wasn't long after that I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this anymore. Like this, I'm not happy. And one of my very good friends, one of the quietest people who I end up befriending, she was like, I'm not getting anything out of this. And I was like, thank you for saying that because I'm not getting anything out of this. She, She wanted to quit for the same reasons I wanted to quit. There wasn't, you know, no volunteering, anything happening, like nothing that we wanted to do here was happening so she was like I'm gonna meet with the president and I'm gonna try to withdraw and I was like okay cool I'm gonna do that too so she sent her email saying I want to withdraw I sent my email saying that I want to withdraw my friend meets with them she was like, yeah it went well they're gonna send me the paperwork or whatever and it wasn't just her doing this there was another person doing this as well so now there's three of us who are all trying to quit at the same time So, and I'm the last one to have a meeting. So I meet with the president. I'm like, first of all, I'm dead broke. I cannot afford this anymore. And also I'm not getting anything out of this. It's really clicky. I'm listing like all these things that I'm not happy with. It's so, she was like, okay, we need to have a meeting with all these other people to make it official or whatever. So now I have to have a meeting with the president, the treasurer, the secretary. There was five people in the room I think and then there was this alumni person too it was like it was a nightmare I was like what these are all essentially a bunch of 20 somethings like trying to be yes exactly they're all my age or one year older I'm like what the freak is happening so 
yeah, it's it was freaking stupid. So now I say my whole spiel in front of them, in front of these five people. And this alumni is like leading the conversation. And she's making me so uncomfortable. She's really looking at me like, seriously? Like, really? Like, she kept talking to me like that. And I'm now thinking, I'm now the third person. I'm feeling guilty. They were like, oh, we could put you on a payment plan. We could do this out. We do that with a couple other sisters. And I'm like, I don't have any money to put into a payment plan. If you said yeah. it was $15 a month, I can't afford that. I just kept saying, no, 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 I can't do that for the, like the financial stuff. But then like this meeting with this alumni who was being really rude to me, I'm saying my whole spiel. And at the end of it, I was like, I would really like to withdraw now, please. And she said, listen, and I will never forget this. It is ingrained into my mind how she said it to me. Like I, I knew when it was happening, it was a core memory. She looked at me and she was like, if I sent this to nationals right now, because we have to write up a report for why you're quitting. If I wrote this up and sent them to nationals, they would look at us and laugh at us. We cannot submit this. She's like, my advice to you is to try to get more out of it. Keep going to events, keep paying your dues and just try harder. And I was why, like, wait, why really? would nationals be upset? I don't know. What because would be so my funny reasons weren't good enough. That's what she said is my reasons weren't good enough. Not being able to afford? Not being able to afford, not having enough volunteering activities. And I wasn't getting along with most of the people there because like no one really talked to me. I'm curious, um, what would be good enough reasons? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I really couldn't tell yeah. you. I have no idea. And my friend who had had this meeting before me, she withdrew, no problem. I was like, what did you say in yours that like, what did that she mine say is different? She said the same things as me. She's, she was like, I'm not getting enough out of this. It's just not gratifying for me. And apparently that was enough. So I looked her back in the eye and I was like, so you, you want me to keep paying for this. You want me to keep paying for this, even though I'm not happy here, keep going to things, even though I'm not happy here and like, just pretend like everything's okay. And she was like, yeah, just try to get more out of it. And I left and I called my mom and I was like, they told me my reasons weren't good enough. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I was just like, I'm never going back. Like, I can never do this again I was like why would I want to yeah well um, like at this point I'm just curious like why wouldn't you just stop going and stop paying your dues like that's what are they exactly do what that? I did okay good that's exactly what I did I I stopped going I stopped associating I took down everything that would associate me with them I gave away all of my clothes that were that had symbols on them and yeah I acted like it had went through and you know that was that. So for the next year, I was like in bliss. I had no debt. I was doing great. I got a new job on campus. So I was like kind of starting to save up a little bit. And it was amazing. And I hung out with my friend who had also quit. So like her and I were kind of in solidarity. It was awesome. And then a year later, I got an email from the treasurer. She had just been appointed because they reappoint people every semester. So she had just been appointed and she said, hey, you missed this meeting. You, uh, you know, this is the fine for missing the meeting. And I emailed her back and I was like, oh, I'm actually not associate anymore. I, I don't know why I'm still on the list, but, you know, you could take me off. I'm not associate anymore. And she's mm -hmm. like, oh, OK, no problem. And I was like, all right, that's that. The next semester, I get the same email from a different person who was just appointed, the treasurer, who said, hey, you have a fine. You know, you need to pay this by this date, X, Y and Z. 
What was the? F- I think it was like, I want to say like twenty five dollars for missing the okay. meeting. Um, and Either it was way, like to pay. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. But I'm not freaking paying that. Are you yeah, kidding? Yeah. Me? What? Um, <laughs> Um, I was, you know, so I just said like, oh, I'm not associated. Can you tell me like the name of, you know, the the president now? So I could just say that mm-hmm. I'm not associated anymore. They're like, oh, yeah, it's so-and-so. So I emailed this person and I was like, hey, just so you know, they emailed me, but I'm not associated anymore. Can you make sure that I'm off the list? No response. So now like I've gone through my junior year, like th- this happens. So this happens twice, once mm-hmm. per semester where they're like, hey, you know, you missed it. You need to pay fine. And I'm like, no, thank you. And finally, in my senior year, I think it's the first semester. So like, you know, same thing happens where they email me and I send my usual email back and they email me back, which I was like, what? And they email me and they say, you're still associated. You have to pay this fine. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense because you keep emailing me saying that saying this like you I have had no problem in the past like year and a half yeah with this like why now then the president emails me and says you're still on the book sweetie you have to you have to like you have to pay the rest of your fines why don't you come to the next meeting and like sign these documents and I'd like to get this all squared away and I was like excuse me it's literally been a year and a half you could have switched schools you could have you know changed yeah locations what so this must have been the second semester of my senior year because I emailed her a big, long email where I was like stated everything that had happened. I'd stated everything that happened like from my meeting where they said like my reasons weren't good enough and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I was like, can we just clear this up? Like, I don't have any association. And honestly, like I will email nationals. I'll email like whoever I need to, to not pay this money. Yeah. Because at the time they were like, you have to pay the rest of your dues that you owe from when you quit, which I had to like change my password to log back into this account because I hadn't logged in in so long. I think it was like, it was over 800. It was like $900 or something. It was less than a thousand, but over like the yearly dues. So I was like, I'm not, are you fucking kidding me i was just so flabbergasted so i sent her this whole long email i said like i'm not doing this i haven't been associated i'll email whoever i need to but this is going to be cleared up don't you worry she never emails me back so i'm like okay guess it's settled so a year later i'm now in grad school at the same school i'm in grad school and once you're in grad school you're actually not actually associated with the sorority like there's been lots of people who go on to grad school and they're like they're like alumni status. They're no mm-hmm. longer part of the sorority. Yeah. So even if so, but they're still emailing me. They emailed me again in my grad school year and they said, you owe X, Y, and Z. And then I sent them another email and I was like, I'm feeling kind of harassed at this point. If you don't yeah. stop emailing me, I will contact whoever I need to, which was, I think I listed nationals. I was like, I have an attorney, which was, it was a family friend who doesn't even deal with this kind of law, but I had texted her and I was like, what are my legal obligations? And then they'd send me an automated message, literally like a couple months later that was like, hey, you're owe some dues. And I was like, that's it. Again? I was like, that's it. Again, they, so they have emailed me now, I think a total of like five times. And I send them an email back. And I said, I just received this. And per my last email, which I'm like CCing below, very sassy email. I've contacted an attorney and I will CC you on the email that I send to all these people. 
So mm-hmm. I sent it to the president of the university. I sent it to the head of Greek life. I sent it to nationals and I sent it to, I sent it to some, some other people. So the head of Greek life contacted me and we sat down with the president. We sat down with the treasurer and we're sorting it out. You don't have any, like, do not pay anything. Like you're, you don't have to pay anything. I got an email from nationals saying like, hey, just so you know, you're suspended for not paying dues. And I was like, please suspend me. I'm begging you. Just do it. I've never been so happy to like be kicked out of something. This is like all I've ever wanted. Um, Why didn't you so... just ignore the emails, though? Like they weren't going to send a repo man. Oh, yeah. So that that is what they said is that in the very last email that they sent, which made me like send this huge long email to the president who was like you're so sweetie you're still associated she said if you don't pay these dues we will have collections get involved and i'm now like 21 22 i don't know what the heck a collections agency is but like now i'm worried that this is like a legal issue and that's why i contacted my attorney my attorney quote unquote my family friend who is in a law firm that's why I responded to that email. But the other ones, I was just like, this is just kind of annoying and I don't want it to add up for not paying or whatever. Like, I just want them to know that I'm not part of it and then they could just take me off the books. I was also hoping that, like, I would never be emailed again after I said I'm not associated. I kept asking to be taken off the list. I ended up becoming friends with someone after I left. Mm-hmm. I ended up becoming friends with someone who was still in it because we worked at the same job on campus. And she was like, oh. I have tea for you and I was like please tell me so like I've been telling her everything that's been happening on my end yeah and she's been telling me everything that's happening on the back end so what happened was the last time that they had emailed me where they said that I I really needed to like pay all the rest of my dues apparently the treasurer that they had hired she didn't know how to handle money and she ended up donating all of the dues like all of the (sighs) year's dues to the charity in their name and she ended up donating all of the money to that organization to that charity um run by the organization in retrospect seems good so like all of their money is now gone and apparently they had not only reached out to me but reached out to other like alumni trying to just say hey you have leftover dues from when you graduated Mm -hmm. like that we didn't realize and just like asking for money from all of these random, but like gaslighting them into thinking that they owed money. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting though, because you went to there as a college, you had this horrible Greek life experience and then you stayed there for grad school and now you work there. So it didn't Mm -hmm. leave a sour taste in your mouth about the school. It was really just the Greek life. Yeah. I mean, at least the university handled it. Like as soon as I sent that email, I got a response from the head of Greek life, like within the day, I'm pretty sure, where he's like, I'm going to sit down with them. I have sat down with them. And then like nationals reached out to me maybe a week later. So, you know, like they handled it like pretty quickly. It was really just like the Greek life. It was just so delusional, like that people, people just like wanted to be in charge of something, I feel like, but no one knew Mm -hmm. how to run it. Yeah, that's pretty much what, what college groups are. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you're, you come out of high school, you're not fully independent, you know, you're not out of college yet. And so you're like, I'm going to take control of this club and it's going to be the most important thing. And there's always drama. But that when money gets involved, that's a whole other story. Yeah. And I, um, are you comfortable giving a 
food recommendation, a restaurant recommendation? Yes. I've been thinking about it a lot and I know what I'm going to suggest. So there's um, a restaurant called Mecha Noodle Bar and it is so good. It's throughout the Northeast. So there's like, they have some from Boston and like to Stanford and it is so freaking good. Oh my God. I'm driving to Maine on Friday. So I'm driving from New York to Maine. So I'll definitely stop. Amazing. What do you get there? What's like, uh, what should I get? I get the Fabolvien. It has like um, like meatballs in it and like rare beef and stuff. So really good. Okay, cool. Well, a little northeast chain. I love it. That's awesome. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and follow the podcast wherever it is you listen to it so that we can bring you more unexpected stories by ordinary people. And if you didn't like the episode, forget what I just said and just please don't tell anyone.